0: What's up everyone, welcome to the 339th episode of the Pokemon Podcast, It's Super Effective, uh, which comes out on New Year's Day, first episode, uh, no, last, New episode. Year's New last
1: Year's, episode, New Year's Eve.
0: New Year's Eve,
1: if today you are... Today is the day you're getting married.
0: Today is yeah. today is the day I am tying the knot, is that what they say?
1: Yep. Who are these people who are saying that and why are they saying these things? I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, Irene and I are getting married today. This is recorded a week ago, but being published today. So I don't know if you want to see pictures. I'm sure there'll be some on Twitter or on Instagram or something.
2: Nobody but...
1: wants to see pictures of your wedding. That's Another true. wedding on Instagram. Good Lord. Jeez.
2: Hashtag Styrene.
1: <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hashtag Styrene life. <sighs>
0: Who's with you here? <laughs> yeah, who are we? Uh, I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Greg.
2: Yellow! Happy Wedding Day. This is a very exciting day f- for weddings. <laughs> y- yes? <laughs> Goodbye, uh, 2018.
0: We are mixed bag. Also here.
1: What was the hot gift for Christmas this year? What did you guys hear about everybody getting? <laughs> <laughs> Sketchers. <laughs> Cabbage Patch kids. <laughs> Cabbage Patch kids. Steve doesn't even. He's not even old enough to remember Cabbage Patch. Kids. I know Cabbage Patch. Pound Patch Pound Puppy. Kids. Okay, you can say that you know Cabbage Patch kids. You did not live you, through no. the bloody fights over Cabbage Patch kids. <laughs>
2: Wasn't oh. Tickle Me Elmo worse? No, uh, I don't nothing think so. Was as bad as Cabbage Patch kids?
1: Because every Cabbage Patch kid was unique, and then you could send in the card to register it that you adopted it. Yeah, this is
0: everything that was wrong with the... 80s? 80s. Mm,
1: somewhat. Yeah. Wow. Is I just had a, a realization hot... that Cabbage Patch Kids were the Key Forge <laughs> of the 80s. They are. They're mm. the Key Forge, and they were just as bad. <laughs> every deck is unique.
2: If every kid is unique. Just keep paying money until you get one that's good. That's, that's how, how we get That's how
1: Key Forge works. Thank you, Fantasy uh, Flight.
2: Ugh. I I can't. It's It's... It's the board game version of Amiibo, and I won't stand for
1: it. I kind of feel like you're a spy for Fantasy Flight sometimes, Greg.
2: Why? Because they're a mile away from my house, and I go tell them your secrets?
1: Yes. (laughs) Those two things in combination, maybe.
2: (laughs) It's because I hang outside other game stores in a black coat and dark sunglasses? Taking notes? notes. (laughs) A deck-building game. Never heard of that before. What is this Pokemon?
0: <laughs> we have one bit of news that we missed last week that we'll be talking about. And then we have some questions either emailed in or through Slack, which are people who support the show through Patreon and they get into Slack and they, they can submit questions and stuff and chat with each other and trade. So if you want to kick off 2019 with supporting us on Slack on Patreon, you're more than welcome to patreon.com slash super effective and you can join our community of other trainers and whatnot all right i'm done selling out
2: no you're not you're just dead for 2018
0: you
1: better be that guy or you're not gonna be making any money that's the secret going to 2019 (laughs) with no money
0: uh let's start with a bit of news here real quick i completely forgot this but uh this is off pokemon.com it's off the pokemon website Starting early January 2019, Pokemon fans will be able to take part in a berry exciting event. (laughs) And then in parentheses, they said, see what we did there?
2: Unfortunately, move on.
0: Yes. Players of Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun, and Moon will have the opportunity to get a mystery gift containing a selection of special berries that have Previously been unavailable in the games. The mystery gift contains the Enigma Berry, the Mickle Berry, the Custap Berry, the J- the Jaboca Berry, Jaboca, Jaboca, and the Roap Berry. Nice. E- each of these berries have useful effects when held by a Pokemon. You may, not, <laughs> you may not. You may not want to use them right away. By traveling to your Pokepelago, you can plant those berries to grow more of them. With proper maintenance, you can plant... Oh, sorry. With proper maintenance, you can supply these handy items and never run dry. Competitive players will be pleased to learn that these berries can be used in the global link-raining battles and online challenges unless otherwise stated. A.K.A. we may change the rules last minute. (laughs)
2: we will change the rules can
0: also be used in the 2019 video game championship series from moon series and onwards the berry distribution will start on January 7th and will go until September 2nd don't miss out on adding these valuable items to your game you go to mystery gift receive gift receive gift via internet
1: why couldn't they have given a brief synopsis of what each berry does yeah. Why are well, they making me look? It is not that important. It is important that the listeners need to know.
2: I mean, the real—I remember correctly—the real good ones, the Enigma Berry.
0: Yeah, I have it up in Generation Seven. A berry to be consumed by a Pokemon. If a Pokemon holds one, being hit by a super attack, effective attack will restore HP.
1: How enigmatic. Yeah. It and recovers this- a quarter of its HP.
0: Oh, it doesn't say... Oh, it says here below effect. One-fourth of max HP.
1: You're supposed to lose HP when you get hit by a super effective attack, not gain HP. Yeah, it's
2: an enigma. Mickleberry. The Miracleberry.
0: Generation 5 and above raises accuracy of the next move by
1: 20%. After it's been eaten. So when do you eat it? Yeah, 25%
2: of health. When you're... In a pinch, so when all those things happen within a pinch, it's usually about twenty we have like twenty five percent of your health left, I think.
1: Yeah, that's usually when you you're hungry yeah. enough for
2: a berry. like uh I'm starving. This uh this was
0: held by Shaman quite a bit. It was held by yeah. Shaman for the eleventh movie distribution, it was held by Shaman for the Toys R Us distribution, it was held by Shaman for another movie eleventh movie distribution. It was also held by Shaman again for the character fair uh, and if you were in Times Square, it was held by Shaman. <laughs> and for the 20th anniversary, it was held by Shaman. And people say they don't do mythical distributions that often. <laughs> Shaman's not even that old. The cusp yep. Uh will allow the user to move first in a priority bracket when HP is below one-fourth.
2: All right, hooray. Yeah, it's like you get a one free priority move when you're on death's door. Like, it's not. Mm.
0: The, the, uh,
2: was it, Jaboka, Barry?
1: Jaboka.
0: Jaboka. Uh, If a foe's physical move lands, the foe takes damage equal to 12.5% of their max HP.
1: That's not right. You're supposed to take damage if you got hit by a move.
0: I think you still you take the. You don't know the how the berry's oh. gonna work. I guess. And finally, the Roap app berry. If a Pokemon's a special move damages a Pokemon holding this berry, the attacker takes equal to twelve point five percent
1: of their max HP. Hmm. Popularly handed out with Arceus and Suicune.
0: Hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. these are uh some berries
2: that they are releasing. These are your berries.
0: I'm I I would only assume that they were like, well let's we forgot to test these berries for these competitions. And or maybe they're
1: just running out of ideas for distributions and they're like, here's some crummy berries that nobody's ever going to use.
0: But have they ever really done distributions past a new game release? Like I know they're still supporting Ultra Sun Ultra Moon for the battle stuff throughout the end of the year and they were throughout most of 2019 and they said that, you know, well ahead of time. It's not like it was a surprise when Let's Go dropped, but I can't really... I guess, like, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire still had downloads when Sun and Moon were out.
2: Yeah, I mean, they kept them for a while. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be, like, the competitive thing for a little bit. Like, they still want to put things out so people will go back to it and remember it's a thing.
0: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I feel like if you're going to get people to turn on their system just for berries, you're really asking a lot. Like, you might as well say, like, hey, berries and a Pokemon or something. And a new
2: Pokemon will not be coming. Not a
0: new Pokemon, but just a Pokemon would be nice.
2: Meltan's being introduced to Ultrasun.
0: <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's enough to make somebody turn on their system, but maybe. Like, if you're not into battling, I guess you turn it on and get your berries and plant a couple and then forget about it?
1: Yep. That's the fun of berry farming. They mm-hmm. grow on their own.
0: Well, anyways, that was your news. We have some questions here to close out the year. Woo! We're going to read pretty much everyone who left a question in the attic channel, and then we have a couple emails that are not that were not time sensitive. <laughs> Sorry to those that were that don't really make sense to ask right now. Catherine writes in. We'll do Catherine's first here. When do you think we'll get Pokemon Bank for the Switch?
1: March. March.
0: Yes, like think March?
2: March. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I feel like that's still soon. Really? Why? I mean, it's the end of the first quarter. Now it's it? a good... F- in March or release it in March? Release it in March. They'll announce it in January when they have nothing else to no. announce and everybody's barking about what's the new Gen 8 game. They're going to yeah. say, hey, you can get Bank, and it's coming
1: in March. Let me take this seriously for a moment. They will oh. announce Pokemon Bank for this. Did you just say, no, I'm not allowed to take this seriously <laughs> for not. a moment? What is going on? <laughs> that they will announce Pokemon Bank for the Switch when there is a game that can you can move all of the Pokemon that you can put into Pokemon Bank into. Right, there is no point in having Pokemon Bank on the Switch, so that your, you know, Ultra Necrozma can sit up there and never move into a game on the Switch. So they will wait until there's a game on the Switch where you can you actually have functionality using Pokemon Bank.
0: That's what I think too. My uh, my assumption no, too long. My assumption is when I don't think it's an if. I think it's a when Pokemon Bank comes. I don't think. That they're not not going to do it. Like, it's it's, going to happen. They can't... If they can make red and blue from 20-some years ago work with Pokemon Bank, they can make any new game work with it pretty easy. But I think when it does come out, it will be a transporter situation of, hey, if you transport these Pokemon from Bank to this new Bank on Switch, which will probably just be called Pokemon Bank still, they cannot go back to the 3DS. And I think that they need to make sure they make that clear because I, and I know a bunch of other people, were one of those people that got really excited when Sun and Moon came out and I took all my, my Pokemon from, from X and Y and I dumped them into Sun and Moon and then quickly realized... About 10 minutes later, that those Pokemon can no longer go back into X and Y. And I instantly regretted that decision. Because so while. You
1: shiny hump all- hunt all those Pokemon again. <laughs>
0: because while I w- probably would have eventually done it, I would have at least not done it at that moment in time. And I think. I mean,
2: what were they it- doing in X and Y for you, though? Like. Uh- I
0: mean, like in X and Y though, I didn't have the I didn't have the motivation to fill out my decks, and now I do, and that would have just been like an extra 100, 200 Pokemon to have decks padding with, I guess.
2: But I mean, they were already in your decks.
0: No, because I I moved them from X into bank, and then I started a fresh copy of Y, which is the one I wanted to have the decks in completed in.
2: Oh, I see.
0: And I just, I just think that they, they would upset more people than please if they don't clearly communicate that. Because, you're, you are right. Like it's honestly, you know, I have to rehunt a hundred Pokemon, and that's fine because I do like catching Pokemon a lot. But can you imagine somebody with a bunch of competitive Pokemon or Pokemon that they've, you know, have transferred all the way up, and then moved them to Switch, and then there's no games that support interacting with those Pokemon. It's not going like, to, like Will he said, helped. it's not going to be like, oh, let me move my Necrozma to Let's Go. Like, ideally that's probably never going to happen, but I can't even see like, let me move my Charizard into Let's Go just because, I think at this point Let's Go is also going to be like a situation where it's, once you, you can move up to Bank, but you can't move Bank to, I mean, there's only 150 Pokemon you could be able to move in, but without breeding or anything, why where is the actual motivation to move your gen 3 charizard into let's go going to look like all the other charizards in let's go? I I do think let's go will work with bank. Don't get me wrong, I do think that you'll be able to move from let's go to bank. And I think bank is coming. I just they they need like a platform to tell people for. And it would be like really foolish to not have Bank work with Let's Go, because one, it would be the first main series game since Ruby and Sapphire that do not work with Pokemon Bank. And there have been countless interviews where Masuda was like, we realized how upset our fans were that they couldn't move their Pokemon from Yellow and Crystal and Gold and Silver, etc. to Ruby and Sapphire. And they, they know they don't want that to happen again. If I'm guessing a... A date, though, I would probably say September. I think they would have already talked about the new game. And then as they get closer, they will say, like, your Pokemon from previous games will be able to get moved in.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Whenever they announce the new game, that's when they'll announce Pokemon back. March. We can all be right.
0: Speaking of Gen 8, Stuart from Slack asks, how wild are the Gen 8 rumors going to get?
1: Real wild.
2: I mean... (laughs) How wild do we get for Gen 7? I, I, things get really out there. I think, like, at this point, nothing's off the table. I mean, I think we're still ripe for rumors to be like, they're going to change the starter types, and these are them. They've been leaked by my uncle. We're going to have gonna dark, be...
0: dark Psychic and
2: Fighting are going to be dark the starters. And Man, I've heard that starters. how many
0: years now? How many It's many... going
2: to be Steel, Poison, and... Fighting.
1: I mean, I mean, they did make Dark Psychic and Fighting the starters types. <laughs> well, of.
2: later. What? So, what is a good? What is a good? Free triangle that hasn't. No, I'm around
0: I can't have this conversation. It's going to be Fire, Water, Grass. <laughs> it's just. It's just but, the easiest to comprehend. The question
2: is, how wild are the Gen Eight rumors going to get? Rumors are going to get wild. There're going to be different starter types. There's only going to be two there's going to be four starter choices this time around instead of just three. There's going to be no abilities. They're replacing them with a fifth <laughs> move instead. Yes. I mean, I can start a whole bunch of rumors. You heard it here first. Gen 8 five moves, only three Pokémon in your party I don't, for the game. Mm,
0: yeah, I don't know what the rumors would be, uh, but the the remake people
1: uh are still loud
2: Well they're always going to be loud, right?
1: We've already had our remake for the year. It's time for a new game.
2: Yeah, we're going to get a remake of Gen 4 in 2020.
1: And uh Correct. And Masuda has said
0: what the the 2019 Pokemon game will feature new Pokemon and new experiences
2: and a new location. 10, ten new Pokemon, 18 <laughs> new babies. <laughs> And fifty <gasps> Italia types because it's going to base, be based on Italy. Nice. Ugh.
0: Wasn't it Spain? Wasn't that the huge rumor? That, that was, but
2: on? but that failed for Alola. So we're going to mm. move over to Italy for Italia. Italia form. Italia form. Jumpluff is super cute. It looks like pasta.
1: No, it was supposed to be Germany because that's where the oh. train was on the eastern side of Kalos. Up by where yeah, but Germany what would we, would be we be.
2: call? What would uh, we call that form? Germanic form. I mean, that sounds kind of. I mean,
1: Dark. (laughs) Wait, there's a word like in Italian. They don't call Germans what any other country calls Germans. They call them Tedeschi. (laughs) 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 Tedescan form. Tedescan form. form? Yes.
2: Tedescan traducan form. There's gonna be a traducan Pokemon.
1: I mean, why not? It's delicious. Why not?
2: We're going off of all rumors here. Rumors are gonna get wild, and I'm gonna start fifty percent of them.
1: Yes, Tedesco in Italian means German. I have yeah. no idea why. <laughs>
2: Tedescan form. Tedescan form. Far fetched. It is a samurai. Perfect. <laughs> Rumors started. Finished. There. I mean, I, I think we can say that that the internet hype, especially after Let's Go, all the people who were like, "Let's Go" is the worst thing that's ever happened to Pokemon are going to start a whole thing of they're going to keep this aspect of it and it's going to ruin the games for me forever and everything's awful and that's what's going to be Gen 8. So, like, just be prepped. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to vent their fears about what they did or didn't get in Let's Go about what's going to be in Gen 8. Like, it's going to be a wild ride for people who are mad at Let's Go. Oh,
0: man. Don't make me relive how many people were mad about Fairy Type. I just...
2: Oh yeah, no. They're gonna. It's you know, people were. But that's like that's
0: the cycle, and it's it it is it it is exhausting for. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. Feel free to agree or disagree with me. It is exhausting for somebody who reports on Pokemon news and somebody who is who like lives lives and breathes Pokemon to hear how angry people get for something they've never experienced, right? Like how when Fairy was coming out, they were like, this is going to ruin the game. Everything's going to be unbalanced. I can't believe they're doing this. There's already too many types. I can't remember this. I can't remember that. And it's just types is like my least concern.
2: (laughs) I mean, the the complaint that there's too many types is probably valid, but.
0: Yeah, but they they fixed that super easily. by just.
2: But they did. They came up with an interesting fix for it. I mean, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I think. I think you can make a case that the game is complex for a new player with all the types. That being said, I you know, every game ha- every game and every game franchise has to adapt and change or it dies. And there are always going to be things that are going to come out that are going to be tested and then abandoned or tested and kept based off of reaction. Like it is in order for a franchise to keep attracting people They have to make changes and we're going to hear a whole lot of craziness uh, around what people think will happen in Gen 8 leading up to Gen 8, especially once those starters are released. It's going to be like, I mean, it's just going to there's going to be fake leaks. I mean, the whole cycle starts over again, like January 2019. We're going to hit the road with people posting fake leaks from somewhere. Yep. But I think the problem that like Steve, what you run into and I think what we run into is. We have a show to do every week, so we look for it. And we're also prime targets to complain to or to get feedback from. So I think our view of it gets very skewed because even if we don't want to seek it out, it's sent to us, which puts us in a position that's unique than I think it's unique to people who create content around something they like. You can't get away from the negativity because you're a face of the product. so. I don't think that every Pokemon fan is just basically a nightmare, but I think <laughs> I don't think that either. I think
1: most Pokemon I fans I think it's are really nightmares. easy for
2: people to not realize that as a content creator and a person that reads this how much we get inundated with and how it's it, it can be difficult to keep positivity around it when you get a lot of people complaining about things that haven't happened yet. Like, to them, they're the only person that's asked that question, but to us, they're like the 20th person that's asked that question. And I think it's it's a tough balance to not sort of be dragged down by it and to keep our minds like, this is a new question to you, you have concerns, but like, this is the 14th or 18th or 900th person that's had this exact same concern to me. And so, I also worry sometimes that we, that we particularly me, because this is who I am, can sometimes get snippy back, because, like, yeah, I know. I
0: don't ever want to come across that way, and I don't
2: think I, I do. Don't, I don't think we do, but, again, it's hard for me to see. Like, I know I'm snippy. I get real snippy sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, like, people ask me what I'm excited for for a future Pokemon game, or what I would want. Or what I'd like to see, or what I wouldn't like to see, and honestly, like, I don't care, and that might be like, oh, you don't care the direction, and it's like, not that I'm content with everything they do, right, because I'm a huge Destiny fan, like, I will can attest to how much Destiny when I played, and there was a lot of things in Destiny 2 that they did that really pushed me away from it, and there were things in Pokemon that pushed me away, like... We've talked many times about some of the things that they did in in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire that was just like ugh, why it just felt like they were taking steps back and, and whatnot, but I don't have a lot of high expectations for gen eight, I guess.
2: Like I I mean yeah, I, I, I,
0: I I I just like Pokemon. Uh, that's uh, I can easily say. Not that the year is over. Detective Pikachu was probably top five games I played throughout the whole year, which is like a lot. People are like, oh, God of War, or Red Dead, or or um whatever Monster Hunter, like whatever big games came yeah. out the year. But it, it's just like being in the Pokemon world is usually just enough for me to be satisfied because, like, if, heck, I could walk to Target right now and buy a Shuppet plush for 10 bucks, and I'll be like, oh, this this is great, like, Pokemon. I, not There's not a lot that uh, I need. That being said, like, I'm not always happy with every change they do.
2: Yeah. I just think that, one thing to keep in mind, I do not think they are going to make very big, drastic changes in the 2019 game. I think it's going to be very, very similar to the games that we're used to. I think they'll baby-step that one because I don't think they'll have had time to meditate on what Let's Go did and didn't do right. So I think that if you see a bunch of wild rumors, grain assault that real hard, because I just don't think we're going to get a lot of very drastic changes in the 2019 game.
1: Or they'll say, we were headed down to Wild Road, and Let's Go did so well, we're yeah. just going to go extra wild.
2: What? It's possible. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's possible. If I was to have one thing
0: return, I think it's, and and I hear, I do see and hear this a lot, um, is I think universally almost everyone is accepting or sold now. I know there was qualms before the games came out, uh, but I think for the most part, uh, the people I talk to, or the people who reach out to me, they are very happy with Pokemon in the overworld.
2: Yep. I've wanted uh, it for years. It needs to stay forever. And of
0: course, there are some people who um, are not a fan, and I i know there are always exceptions. Uh, the ones that I've talked to are just people who have yet to still play the game, but they watch it. And I think there is a difference between playing and watching, especially when you're experiencing something for the first time, for sure. How they do that, whether the catching changes or you know is different i I do think that seeing the pokemon in the overworld is the correct direction in my eyes so if they were to kind of step back with that i would definitely be disheartened but not to the point where i would say like i'm not buying this or i can't believe they like i will i i want to know what they're going to do next and i will play it and if at that point i decide i don't like it that's fine like i played you know five hours of Omega Ruby Evan was like I don't like this but that was also a time and place in my life where I didn't want to have as much Pokemon then I came back to it you know recently and I enjoyed it I didn't love it um but that's fine like you don't have to love every single game a company makes. I'm sure there are Final Fantasy fans that love. I do know there are Final Fantasy fans that love like six and seven and and nine and ten and eleven, but they hated eight and they hated tw- like they're they'll, That's okay. The nice thing about Pokemon is there's almost one every single year.
1: <laughs> yep, they'll always make another yep. one. and they're not. They'll they'll find a way
2: to. Make you like something they make—that's for sure.
0: They're definitely not short on cash, um, that's for sure. Uh, w- Wash in the sink asks in our attic channel: Is Pokemon what? Go worth it? That dude is it? so cool. <laughs> did he really ask that question? They, he did. He did. He did.
1: Mm, that was before he had six Corsola.
0: I think uh, you're right. I think this is. Uh, I think. I think we should talk about this because. Uh, <laughs> Go did dominate a lot of 2018 for us, mostly because of the constant updates. And, uh, I think, like, looking back, you know, we didn't lose viewers, right, talking about Go a lot. Uh, that would, that, that would be like, uh, we didn't lose viewers talking about the TCG when we did talk about the TCG. Not every Pokemon fan is, is indulged in everything, but, um, I think it's, Hard to ignore that Go has a very good rhythm of weekly updates.
2: It does. Um, so I think is the question of is Go worth it depends on where you live. If you live in a rural area, nope, not worth it.
1: Mm, very true. You will very have true.
2: a miserable time in that game. You will see things advertised that will never happen for you. You will never be able to do the big raids. There will never be enough people. You will spend your time traveling to wherever to try to get things. And in general, I think your experience, both in spawn rates and availability for materials and mats, will be more miserable than it's worth it. If you live in a big city or you have an even in a suburb or a somewhat larger town with a bunch of other people who play, then you will absolutely get so much more out of that game. And I think it's a big problem that, that Pokemon Go has how they do, how they do spawns, how they do gyms, and the fact that really, if you're out in the wilds, you're just going to have a bad experience. It's just the way the game was built. And-
1: you know that's really true because before I had the Pokeball plus my day to day Pokemon go play was very very minimal, just like the the most basics but you know now I you know take a two mile walk every day I bring my Pokeball plus and I just kind of pokemon go while I go without having to think about it and then my other really good experience Pokemon go is when I get together with people for community day or for raids or something like that um but if I didn't have that great group of people that gets together here in DC then it wouldn't be interesting for me yeah. right so definitely true it's like it's it's very um based on your environment and and what you have to work with
0: but i think you could say that about like let's go or sun and moon where those games are much better when you are playing with other people
2: right yeah but there's there's a lot you can do solo in those games yeah and you get You get a wide variety of Pokemon in those games that let's go... Like, I'm in my house, I will maybe get one where I am, and I'm just right outside the city, and I may get one Pokemon an hour that shows up near me. And that's it. If you're out in a city and you're not getting cell traffic out there, that could be even longer. Yeah, yeah. So I think, unlike you know, the console games where there's connection to an online community so you can go online and meet other people and get a full experience and has a full solo game. The app Go does not have that built in. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you're a huge Pokemon fan and you want the Pokeball Plus and you want to wander out and you're going to take walks and you're going to get all that free leveling stuff, then Go's a little bit more worth it. Um, But still, it, if you aren't in a major city or a place where there's a lot of cell traffic, I think just know your experience is going to be subpar. And if you're a jealous person seeing all the people who live in cities get access to all these great things and post their pictures, I mean, you're just you're just not going to have that experience. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I think my
0: my takeaway from Go after this year specifically is, I mean, I still play it every day. I do like it a lot.
1: Brings people together.
0: I think community days are fine. <laughs> I I like them. I don't know if I love them. There if need to be to, less if, of them sometimes. If you like... came to
1: DC and did community day with the DC group, you would have the time of your life and a Starbucks. Yeah,
0: you know, days. you know. But I don't think it's necessarily the community day. Right? Uh, the day after Pokemon Go Fest, when it was me and you will and Kay, and Micah, and Becky, and Irene, that was better than a community day.
1: Oh, yeah, but the whole point of community day is that's the only amount of time that I can actually stand these people, and then if it's not community (laughs) day, I don't want nothing to do with them. Right, Sorry, Eric, James, like everybody. I
0: I think sometimes people, I think sometimes that's the confusion, right? Where people are like, I love community days because we get together and we catch Pokemon, but ideally, you can kind of do that any weekend, right? You can kind of be like, "Hey, Will and everyone, let's get together and let's go please to the don't. park and please play don't. Pokemon and
1: please refrain
0: and catch whatever heat ran." Like we are probably going to do that this upcoming weekend, where it's like there's a heat ran. There's eight no of us. Time for
1: that. Let's go do I that. Mean, I
2: will say f- during the Christmas season here. Uh, I mean, I went to Mall of America to meet Maddie for lunch, and then I was able to play just some Go by myself, like. Even then, because I live in, in that such a popular space, like getting into raids was super easy. You know, that was a fun solo experience because there's just so many people there playing. I mean, and, but every time we've gone to the Mall of America as a group, it's even been more fun because it's just, you know, that's a much, it's just a much better experience doing yeah. it with a group of friends, even if it's not a community. day. Like, I'm lucky that I can go to this giant mall that has near constant foot and sell traffic, and things spawn constantly.
0: And you can jump in any raid you want.
2: Any raid you want. At any time. Doesn't matter if there's five minutes left, there's still 20 people who hustled over there to get into it.
1: Nice.
0: That's life. I, I like it. And I do like that there are lulls in Pokemon Go where it's like, there's no event this week, because I think the no event weeks make you appreciate the weeks with events.
2: I think there should only be one event a month. Because it gets real exhausting.
0: Yeah, but you got to think, like, Pokemon, like, I think of Pokemon Go in the sense of, like, World of Warcraft. Like, those players may only play that game.
2: Right, but World of Warcraft only updates once every three months.
0: (laughs) That's true, but they got, like, weekly resets and stuff.
2: Well, they do weekly maintenance, but nothing in the games changes. Hey, sometimes you got to do the same, uh,
0: the same trial. Four hundred times to get them out. Look,
2: I've been doing that to get to these mounts. <laughs> I got, look, I got my ice sword, and I'm very excited. I did my extreme Shivas in Final Fantasy 14 by myself. There's a new patch coming, new class coming January 8th. I'm very excited for Blue Mage.
0: I like Pokemon Go. I'm glad they keep changing it uh, for, I, yeah, for I me mean, for the the better. I feel like every every month Pokemon Go gets slightly slightly better, even though I might not be playing it as
2: much. I mean, my interaction with it outside of when people want to play it is very minimal. I do my stuff in the morning, and that's about it. And then I'll do a community day. It's it's a very passive game for me. Is it worth it? Yeah, I haven't paid. I've maybe put $10 into it. So for something that I use fif- 15 minutes every day, and I have a bunch of friends when they come, we do stuff, it's worth it. But other than that, mm.
0: I will say... Before we move to the next question, I have kind of soured uh on the shiny hunting mm. I just in pokemon go, yeah, yeah, yep, it's, it's not like shiny hunting in in other games where you can not accelerate it, but you know you know like the you know what the the probability is per the the time, right? Like, if, if this is, like, a 1 in 500 chance and I can see 100 Pokemon an hour, I can I can kind of put a time to my probability, whereas in Pokemon Go, it's like, I want a shiny Duskull. I maybe see a shiny Duskull once a week in this game.
1: <laughs> it's more often than me.
0: Um, and I know there's, like, the Delibird event going on right now, but it's just, like, it's cold in Wisconsin. I don't really want to drive around to spots where a deli bird is more likely to spawn, which is my parks and highly populated areas, you know, try to do that. And there are people that would do that and that's fine. And I used to be that I used to be like, okay, water event, rock event. Let's, let's do this plus a laminin. minin, I'm sorry. But now I just feel like the time, the time that I put in for that enjoyment of maybe getting a shiny deli bird at the end of this event I don't think is as enjoyable as it once was. And it could just be due to the weather, honestly. But then I think to myself, well, if I don't get a deli bird this year, I bet I know what's coming back next year. Yep, (laughs) pretty much. It's just a matter of time. The next question here is from Jeff, who says, what was your favorite question of the week in 2018? Was there anything that do it out.
2: I don't really remember
0: all of them. Um,
2: I, I mean, the one that I thought the most about was probably the Pokeball type ones. I like that one because I want yeah, more Pokeball types. Yeah. Um, the other one that I liked quite a bit was the consolidation of types. That was just a fun thought experiment.
0: I agree with Greg. And speaking of Greg, Greg <laughs> <says, laughs> did you have
2: nothing to add to that? Stevie? What was yours?
0: My favorite question... Yeah. I can't even remember yesterday. Uh, I liked, I, I did uh, like last week's question, the holiday thing. I thought that was like yeah, that the three fun. of us coming to do something that we've <laughs> really never done before in, the, sh- in yeah. the show in like seven years. I don't think we've ever done anything like that. But I had a lot of fun with that one. Greg in Slack, yes. you Me. asked, what are your top Three Pokemon moments of 2018. I mean, we're closing out the year, so oh looking
2: back at 2018, what are what are like the top three things that stick out? I I can do
1: mine. Start. You get us started.
2: Uh, number three,
1: although oh, I'm you're still, doing an
2: ordered. Yeah. Okay. Number three, even though I'm still not sold on it, I I think the Meltan release weekend was an exciting moment of confusion and a lot of people just, like, that community just felt so different because this thing was happening and whether you were connected into the internet or not meant you understood what that thing was and whether, I like, I'm still not a huge fan of Meltan as a Pokemon but I thought that was a very fun and interesting event for them to do and release that Pokemon. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That was definitely a fun time, yes.
2: Yeah, I think number two were just, they had a good set of community days this year. I think the the fact that they didn't fall into a pattern, but patterns, but they still sort of follow a pattern, was good. I think all, a lot of the specialty events that they did in Go were, were just fun. And I think my number one event of this year was Let's Go. I, I liked that game a lot more than I expected to was a lot there was a lot more to that game than i thought there would be and some of that's some of it's colored by the fact that i did the series with it was super fun um but like i still think looking at 2018 i think the release of let's go it was very much a high point for the future and the look and how pokemon's going to continue going for those are my
1: three okay very very nice
0: well, did you have three? I have. I think I have like two right now.
1: I got three. I got okay, three. Okay, okay, okay. So, I would say I'm not, there. these are not in any particular order. So, one of them was um, going to get chicken tenders after <laughs> uh, the Pokemon Go Fest because those are probably the best chicken tenders I've ever had in my life and I still dream about them and I can't get them here. But, no, just, you know, Pokemon Go Fest was a lot of fun because we got to spend the day together. I got to spend the weekend out with you guys and then you know, just the people I'd like to see. And then we got to do fun Pokemon Go Fest stuff and see people who didn't understand what Celebi was (laughs) and and all of that kind of stuff. I think the getting together with um, all the folks in DC and like kind of making that a regular thing now that we do for community days and raid days and stuff And just having that time and just, you know, the fun that we have with them was definitely a highlight for me. And then um, the party that we had for the release of, I mean, technically the party that Eric had because it was at his house and I don't think I even brought a snack Um, (laughs) for the release of Let's Go was just a ton of fun because once again, I will reiterate that they did not provide an instruction manual with that game. So we were all kind of, like, finding out how you do stuff in the game together. And it was, like, just having a room full of people together and then figuring that stuff out. Just, like, an experience with Pokemon I've never had before for a new game. So that was just a ton of fun for me. You know, just spending a couple of hours with those folks and playing a new game and talking about it and laughing when weird stuff would happen. Like, you know, throwing ten Pokeballs at a Geodude and every single time he attacked (laughs) <laughs> right when I was throwing the ball <laughs> just like like magic uh, so I think those are my three definitely my three
0: are also in no particular order uh, but just like just like with uh, Will uh, I as much as I like the chicken uh, Pokemon Go Fest was a huge highlight of the year
2: I needed oh, to I thought, go to one of those
1: I thought you were going to say the bread was better because that bread was just wasn't that good
0: even even though we started off with a terrible parking situation and it was raining and then it got extremely hot, <laughs> I just think that that whole weekend, uh, the night before, like Will and I went down the day before and yeah. we got lunch uh, or dinner.
1: We got dinner with um, Catherine.
0: Catherine and her niece and um, Pat. Pat and pat found a shiny houndour or a ha- uh, puchiyena i thought that whole weekend especially and even the day like even the day after where we went out for to hunt lugia and just to do raids and we got ice cream and stuff like that whole weekend was so great even though i didn't get a shiny lugia it's all it's all okay
1: dude you got a shiny mawile you have <laughs> nothing to complain about
0: that's true I think playing all through Detective Pikachu was a huge highlight for me. Uh, I did not really have high expectations of that game, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and just really wanted to continue playing through it. And I think the ending to that game is both great and extremely frustrating. And I won't spoil it, but...
1: I'm almost done.
0: There's a... Uh, I can't help not think about that whole game. And, of course, I think the obvious answer is just, like, the release of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and how great that game was in doing the playthrough with Greg. Uh, obviously stands out. I'm still playing Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, a yep. whole bunch. There are, like, other things that kind of stand out. Like, I did a Nuzlocke. I did my first ever Nuzlocke of... Black and White 2 and that was actually the first time I completed all of Black and White 2 uh, and that was enjoyable it made me appreciate Black and White 2 a bit more and I I think in retrospect it's probably a better game than Black and White
1: uh no but
2: that's fine I was waiting
0: I completed Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire for the first time this past year um, which I talked about, I think, either earlier this episode or last week. I can't even remember that I didn't really enjoy <laughs> that game the initial time I played it. I also completed Crystal for the first time this past year. Which I mean, I'm sure people are like, Crystal? But I mean I played through all of Gold and Silver as a kid and Heart Gold Soul Silver. Never played through Crystal for the first time and going through that was you know, it made me realize that that game should have ended at the Elite Four.
2: <laughs> yep. Absolutely should have been done. I did
0: my first ever Egglock this past year, which was a lot of oh, fun. Oh, that
2: was a lot of fun. And uh, it is it is
0: not crazy, uh, but it is it is hard to keep Pokemon that you care about, but also the people who gave them to you. <laughs> and yeah, they I'm care still... about him a whole lot as well it is it is it is difficult to very mad at you, you killed my sweet baby balance those emotions
1: <sighs>
0: but that was v- really fun um so i guess I, I in a lot of ways i'm very blessed that i can do this podcast weekly and that people support on patreon and then there's a whole another audience that probably doesn't listen to this podcast but they tune in daily for the Twitch stuff that I I do. So I am I. There's a lot of Pokemon in my life, and I I wouldn't really trade it for anything. I like it a whole lot. I can turn that question around and say, Do you guys have any Pokemon goals for through 2019? Anything that stands out? Whether that's like. <laughs>
2: Um, playing an old
0: game or doing, you know, playing something like Conquest or finishing a Dex or getting into battling. Is there anything that you want to explore more of?
2: I mean, I think I want to try to get a more regular community day set up so that we, because there's a bunch of people, but it's very loosely collected. It's like somebody says, oh, I want to go do this. Like, okay. And then things get thrown together at the last minute. So I want to try to work on maybe just getting something more set and some like we're always going to go to the Mall of America in winter because it's cold. Yeah, we're we're
1: doing Union Station now.
2: And just get that more set. I'm very much looking forward to the new game next year. I want to try to get back to Let's Go to do all the Master Trainers um, because that's not going to happen this year because I'm playing Smash and then I got to go deal with this guy's wedding. So
1: ugh. ugh. well, anything for you? I not not really any big goals. I have to see what rolls along. Um, definitely going back to go Fest again, because uh, I'm sure they're going to have it, even though they haven't announced it yet. Um, and just like just doing Pokemon Go stuff with all my different travels that I have planned and, you know, just having that fun, because that's what kind of like Pokemon Go enables me to, you know, when I take my walks with my Pokeball, Pokeball Plus, that's what it's called. Um, that, that you know, kind of like encourages me to get out there, and then I look and see what did I catch when I was walking around, and what Pokestops did I come across, and everything like that. So that's what I enjoy.
0: For me, uh, I have a couple goals. I think I probably have more ambitious goals just because I play Pokemon as a as a job. But I would like to get all 150 shiny Pokemon in Let's Go, which I think is doable. Uh, I I enjoy shiny hunting in that game, and. I enjoyed just playing that game. Even if there were no shinies in that game, I enjoyed playing it. Um, I do want to get a full, complete living decks in Black and White 2 to get the shiny charm. That was the first game that the shiny charm was introduced in. So I would like to get the shiny charm in Black and White 2. And then by doing all that legwork in that game, which I know is very difficult because there's no GTS. Even if there was a GTS, I don't think I would use it. Um, I would like to move those Pokemon from black and white to X and Y and then to Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire to get the shiny charm in that game. And then ultimately. Killing multiple birds with one stone, ultimately then have a organized living decks before the next game, which is very ambitious. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, Irene and I are going to Japan for our honeymoon at the end of. Yay! February, so it's always been a dream of mine to visit a Pokemon Center, and since we'll be in...
1: catch a (laughs) Farfetch'd?
0: I have Farfetch'd, but uh, to visit a Pokemon Center, we're flying into Osaka, and we're flying out of Tokyo, so I think that's at least two Pokemon Centers, but I believe both Tokyo and Osaka have two Pokemon Centers each. So I guess in the 13 days in Japan, I will try to go to as many Pokemon Centers as I can,
1: and... Not co-broke. Fingers crossed. You can visit the Pokemon Center without having to buy something.
0: Yeah. But I feel like I have to buy, like, one thing at each one to be like, this is the one I got from Osaka. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and, and they each have their special, like...
0: Yeah, they each have, like, exclusive stuff. Yep. So those are my things I, I have planned for for next year. We have a couple emails. We'll just do a couple. Uh, like I said, most of the emails here are outdated but we did get some we did get some emails this this past week and stuff so i want to do at least a couple before we wrap up here uh this one's from richard from santa barbara california says hey sbj and crew since cp is now in a main series game do you think it could be used as a competitive battle balance mechanic so instead of all pokemon being set to level 50 uh, it would be that all Pokemon at a, are set to a level that brings their CP close to 2,500 as, pos- as close as possible. Do you think that would be more interesting in a meta? Do you think that could slash will slash should happen?
1: Cheers, Richard. I-, I don't know if that would make much of a difference because CP is just the combined stats, isn't it? CP
0: is... Combined stats, yes. So what what they're
1: saying is
0: that Blastoise could be 2,000 CP at level 25, but in order for Metapod to be 2,500, it might have to be like level 73. So since their CP are both 2,500, it's a level 23 Blastoise versus a 73 Metapod, and because their stats are technically aligned, that that would be a fair
1: battle. Well, now, because um, I'd have to think about it a little more because it becomes more math because you you actually just need to take level out of it if if you're balancing based on c p and then it becomes the ratios, yeah, so it's like whatever the ratio of health to speed to attack to special attack to defense to special defense, you know, and those ratios will all just adjust out so that everybody hits two thousand. That maybe that's balancing, but then again, it's like why do you want to balance a Blastoise to a Metapod?
2: I would just what I would like to see is what honestly what they did for Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go, the different cups, like CP as a measure of where they would fall. So you have your Ultra or whatever it's called. That's all the pseudo legendaries, and then but they could have you know set competitions that the CP values are going to be in this level. Just to make an actual in-game enforced variety. I mean, they've so always had like
0: to... cups. Like, Pokemon yeah, Stadium had... has had cups and, you know... Um... Yeah, but
2: I think it's an easy way to classify. Like, instead of saying only baby, like, CP's in the game, it's an easy number to see. It hits a wider variety than, like, the bug cup. Or the baby cup, <laughs> yeah. you know, where it's single evolutions. Like those things are tied to a very specific gimmick, whereas CPF is across all Pokemon across the board, and they're already sorted out that way. Well, we
0: haven't talked too much about the battling. I know we we did talk about it a little, little, um, like two weeks ago, and I did cut some of the conversation just because I I try to cut the episodes for time. But I don't know if it was cut or not cut. But I think both Greg and I agreed that the Great Cup and the Ultra Cup or Great League, Ultra League were way more interesting than the Master yeah. League
2: there's just more, there's just more things that you aren't used to seeing and that's just more interesting
0: but I th- at that point the problem is like CP is somewhat reflective of level so if you do have like a Great Cup or an Ultra, or ultra Cup or a Master Cup like you would be like, oh, I don't want to level this Mewtwo up anymore because then it would be pushed from Ultra to Master, and that's I don't think is interesting. So I, but it I, is. I, I do I like mean,
2: you I, are dealing with you are dealing with an underpowered Legendary that would be fighting against things that could technically take it out. So you could see things like and a way underpowered Groudon going up against a Pikachu, like. That still makes things more interesting because in order to keep it under that CP level, you have to be, you have to be at a disadvantage with that one. So it really levels out that p- playing field across the board.
0: Yeah. The only thing, the only problem I see with that is if I have like a level, <laughs> I don't want any more roadblocks. That would be like, don't level up your Pokemon, right? So that's yeah. that's the only problem with that is because there is now a thing in the game that encourages you to get to 100. And specifically with Let's Go, they make it very easy for you to get to level 100. It's so easy to get your Pokemon to level 100. And I love it because, man, the difference between Let's Go Pikachu and even something like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon by SOSing Chansey with a Roto experience is like night and day. And from... Even from Let's Go Pikachu to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon to original Red, Blue, and Yellow, it's like different planets. At that point, they're so they've gotten rid of the grind. I mean, there's still a grind, obviously, to get to level 100, but they now give you a reason to get to 100, which is the bottle cap stuff. So yeah, I, just, I, just but that I just don't. I just don't. I just don't want a barrier to be like, oh, your Omen, Once your Omenite hits level 80, it's out of the. It's out of the, the great cup and now in the ultra cup because it's like, well, I can't bottle cap something at level 80. Like, I want.
2: Yeah, or but or if s- I
0: accidentally left Omanite in my party and I killed something and all of a sudden Omanite went from 80 to 81 and I was like, oh, geez, I just spent like two months getting this Ominite and I wanted to make sure that it was for this cup because I prefer this cup over this cup. And now that I accidentally leveled it up, now it's in this other bracket. I,
2: I don't don- see those as problems. Like, the bottle battle cap thing is a very strong incentive to max them out. Like All of that is tying into diversifying those cups to get a wider variety of Pokemon, and the Pokemon that people can use and enjoy, That that is a self-leveling thing that is a complaint right now that they're all dropped to 50, and because they're all dropped to 50, there's literally like 30 that are viable. Whereas in a CP thing, where if you really want to use that, you can get it in that you can spend the time training that to the point where you want to use it in the cup that you want to use it, and it's still viable. And that is just not the way the metagame works now. And there are definite benefits to maxing it up, because you can change the IVs, you can get that change through bottle caps, so there are still the incentives to get it to 100 and put it into that super top cup. Or, if you really want to use Mewtwo, then you get stuck with the Mewtwo that you want, at the CP that you want, and you get to play with it at a different level, and the playing field is... It's a different experience, and we're seeing more people being able to use the Pokemon that they want in more areas. I don't see those things as problems. No, no, I, I see th- them think, as choices. I
0: think my problem is just if 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 you're basing things off CP, this, each Pokemon does max out at a, at, a, at like a different CP, right? Like Mewtwo, right? I think at yeah, l- I think yeah, a level definitely. forty Mewtwo is like four thousand, right? And you're never going to get. I don't think you're ever going to get a Raichu at $4,000. you are going to get a Raichu, I think, at like 1700 So, like, Raichu will never be in that top tier. My only problem right. is, like, there is a difference between Raichu in a great cup and an ultra cup. And it just it would be unfortunate if you're making a Raichu and then you accidentally overlevel it and now it gets kicked out of a cup. Like, there are things to the only thing that would help is if there was like a reverse rare candy of like, I didn't mean to overlevel this, because you shouldn't be punished for overleveling. So that's my only concern.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the the world that we're living into now is get it to 50 and stop. There's no point in going beyond that, because everything's level set, and you only can use these meta Pokemon and that's it. I mean, the The world that we're living in now is leveling doesn't matter unless you want to get to 100 to get the perfect IVs for bottle caps and you're still stuck with a very small amount that's in the meta. Like, the possibility that you are accidentally going to go over since we can always software set and go back to a different save is, I think, less problematic than how few Pokemon people see is actually viable that we have now
0: i'm just saying we need we need it we need reverse rare candy we need de-evolution spray
1: de-evolution spray it's already in the tcg we'll be I good mean, to go they
2: can put it in like if they did that and they had those in like we have berries that undo all of your ev training right now that's so that's true
0: yeah that's very true and de-evolution I mean, they, they spray they has have existed a ton of for 20 some
2: years just not in the game so i mean there's ways to deal with it right but i think the C. I i think codifying different levels finally in the game to get a wider variety of pokemon to be able to be used competitively i think would be more of a benefit than having to learn how to how to maximize those out
0: this message is from jacob from ohio uh ohio my name is jacob uh from ohio just started listening to the podcast and i love it this is one of the best podcasts I've listened to. Keep up the great work. Have a great day slash night, Jacob.
2: Thanks,
1: Jacob. Is there Thanks. a question there? No,
2: it just uh just is real nice. nice. Thank you.
1: People from Ohio are usually nice.
2: Usually.
0: Uh this There's was a batteries. uh correction, but this is Uh-oh. from Stefan from uh Wassenberg, Germany. Uh I think we were talking about mythical Pokemon. Uh, And how easy some of them were to get Uh, It was because of the paywall conversation Because people were like Mew is behind a paywall Which I disagree with Stefan writes in and says Hi you can get an unlimited amount of Mew With Pokemon Pearl or Diamond And Pokemon Ranch on the Wii Pokemon Ranch can still be downloaded on the Wii You can transfer Mew to Black and White Or Black and White 2 From there into Pokemon Bank you has the same availability as Deoxys in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. You is not behind a paywall. With regards, Stefan.
2: Well, if you're considering that you have the systems to allow you to do that, not a paywall. Yeah, but that's the same
0: yeah. with Jirachi. Like, if yeah. you have the Jirachi disc, you can get as Which many Jirachis as you want.
2: I've got one. But I mean, the paywall is the fact that you have to still own that equipment and you still have to have things that work. I
0: mean, you could like, argue that aura is behind a paywall. A paywall yeah. of buying a $40 game that you've probably already bought, but it's slightly different.
2: <laughs> yep. I mean, it's like how we wanted to find paywall. Like, ha- you have to purchase things to allow that to happen. And it's fine. Like, but,
0: like, te- uh, I guess my, my argument is always, like, you don't have to buy a Pokeball Plus to get Mew. Like, you can get it through a trade. Yeah. Is it, can. Is, is it hard? Sure. Yes, yeah, sure, probably. <laughs> because not a lot of people want to trade a Mew. But, like, somebody as myself, I have three Pokeball Pluses. I have three Mews. I could easily trade one to Will if Will could not afford or did not go out to buy their own Pokeball Plus.
1: Well, thank you. That's very kind of you.
0: Also, there's been a million ways to get Mews prior to this. <laughs> yeah. But I did not. I forgot. All we forgot to bring up the wheat one. We brought up Manaphy, We brought right. up uh, Jirachi. Uh, we brought up Celebi and Crystal. I think, if I remember correctly. Um, but we did not bring up. I. I. You know, I never played Ranch.
2: I did. I played a ton of it. I still have it.
1: I've also never played Ranch.
2: It's cute. It was more cute when there's still Wi-Fi and you go to other people's ranches. <laughs> now, mm, nope. Shut down. You're just trapped in your own little ranch.
0: Kevin writes in uh, from Livermore, California. Says, Hello, loving the podcast. If you haven't taken Snorlax out of his Pokeball, you can ride Snorlax, and it's amazing and cute. Have a fantastic holiday. I don't know if you've done that, Will or Greg ride I the Snorlax. I haven't done it, but Snorlax I've seen
1: it.
2: It's so cute. It is very fun.
1: Someday I hope to catch a Snorlax.
2: You'll do it someday.
1: Thank you. I believe in me.
0: I
2: believe in you, too.
0: We got one more email that I'll read. I think we might have read this one. It's a little bit older, but I can't remember. Um, Not really a question, but Felipe writes in from Goldsboro, Maryland. I feel like I would remember that city. Goldsboro? Yeah. Okay. They say, super big fan of the podcast. In the last few months, you've rekindled my love for Pokemon. And with that, thank you very much, Felipe. That was it. That was a question? No, there was no question. (laughs) I just wanted to end on a good note.
2: It's a good note.
0: There was a lot of questions regarding Let's Go or Detective Pikachu, and I didn't want to run terribly, terribly long. So we'll save those for next time. But a lot of the Let's Go stuff was questions that might not have been answered, but I think are very easily able to find online or beforehand. But thank you, everyone who wrote in. Sorry if we missed your question. I was trying to get this to be like 60 minutes. 60 minutes. So it's late for everyone, so I wanted to... Will's been up for about 36 hours now. Classic. So I think that's where we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Just want to thank everyone for uh, an amazing 2018. I think this is the best year of our podcast. Um, yeah, I think in just quality and show direction and uh, listens. I think this is the most listens we've had in a year. I have to just crunch numbers one last time. Crazy because there was actually like no new game release, like no new generation. Usually, new generations are the yeah. the big ones. I'm
2: like, there's a new game. It's called Let's Go. Yeah, but like <laughs> I've been apparently apologizing it for months now.
0: So thank you everyone that has listened. Hopefully you had a good good 2018 or as best as it could be. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2019 and what they do with Pokemon Go and what they do with the 2019 game and what they do with the Detective Pikachu movie and anything else they plan to do on Switch because it seems like... Uh, well. It's it just seems like there will be another Pokemon thing on Switch. Hopefully Shuffle, that would be cool. I'd be very into that, so. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh when twenty nineteen hits, Irene and I will be married, and uh we have a trip to Japan, so that's very exciting.
1: Yay! That's, that's gonna be great. That's when Will and Greg take over the podcast yep. and it goes crazy. Oh yeah. It- Gonna it get wild. wild. Oh, man. We
2: got a lot I didn't to even cover, well. Think
0: about how the podcast is gonna work when I'm gone for like two weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got it going. I have to put Will uh, in charge.
1: <sighs> <laughs> till William. till Gregory.
0: Very excited for Except 2019. your name isn't
1: Gregory, it I is edit a... my statement and it's two o'clock in the morning and yeah, I've been up for tiring. a very long time.
0: I'll let, I'll let these boys go to sleep. Thank you guys so much for listening
1: this year. Wait, wait, wait. I did a Pokemon of the Week. Oh. Don't make me suffer. Do you want to do it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Before we close out 2018, yeah, all I have right. to
1: do is read the, the text that I wrote. Okay. One last Pokemon of the
2: Week for 2019. Of the year. For 2018. 18. Yep. Bye, 2018. This is your Pokemon.
1: All right. <clears throat> for the new year, we are going to start a new enterprise for Pokemon of the Week. Every week's Pokemon will be a grass type. To kick things off, we will start with a grass-type Pokemon that could arguably be considered the least grassy of them all. Oh, man. This grass-type Pokemon can only be found in desert areas. As far as I can tell, it is not a succulent. Yet, there it is, hanging out (laughs) in the sand and the rock piles. (laughs) This Pokemon uses traditionally Spanish or Mexican imagery, but it does not appear in the Spanish or Mexican-based game regions. Of course, because those don't exist. There, there aren't any. <laughs> this Pokemon can use the move Skulldash. Similar to Hyper Beam, this is a move that takes two turns to accomplish, unless the Pokemon is holding a Power Herb. During the first turn, the Pokemon's defense will go up by one level. Skull Bash was available as a TM in Generation 1, and most Kanto Pokemon can learn it through TM. Many people completely overlook this Pokemon unless they are working on Pokedex completion. It is tucked away in its desert hideaway, which most people bypass anyways. Who's that Pokemon? Mm. Mm. It's a tough one.
0: I feel like you didn't
2: give me enough.
1: I gave you plenty. It's a grass type in a desert that most people miss.
2: That
0: knows Skullbash.
1: Skullbash is the last move that it learns.
2: And a It desert. is definitely
1: a Pokemon.
2: It's definitely a Pokemon. Greg, do you know? I want to say I know.
1: Did I win? Did I win the last Pokemon of the week for 2018?
2: Mm-hmm. I am going to go out on a branch here, because it's a grass type, Mm -hmm. and say it's Tapu Bulu.
0: I have also come to the uh, conclusion of Tapu Bulu as I am looking at a list of Pokemon (laughs) that can learn Skull Bash. Oh, that's cheating. And Tapu Bulu is one of very few grass Pokemon that can learn Skull Bash.
1: It is Tapu Bulu. You both got it, although you kind of cheated, Steve.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was trying to go like, Grass types that are in a desert that you don't go to. I'm like it can't be Maractus. I no, almost thought, most everybody uh, like Cac- past the yeah. desert part.
0: I almost thought Cacturn because most people don't bother with Cacturn unless they're completing their
2: decks. The shuffle icon for Tapabulu is straight up wild.
0: <laughs> oh no! I feel like it's a little too complex.
2: Look. Well, uh,
0: good thing that the trivia is bad and small.
2: bad trivia, small trivia look,
1: I have no control over the trivia
0: Tapu Bulu shares its category with Tapu Coco, Tapu Lele and Tapu Finny they're all known as the land spirit Pokemon I say Lele because that's how they say it in the anime yeah,
1: because it's like ukulele oh yeah they come from from the same source it means jumping
0: people are like, isn't it not Lele Lala, la. I don't know. That's what I, that's what I, that's how Ash said it. And uh, every absolutely. other character say it. Uh it has a good shiny though. It's uh, like oh, yeah. all black and gold. It's pretty
2: cool. Yeah, I like yeah, that one a lot. Nice. They need to release that one. I'm sure next, uh, next moon, competition moon
0: cup probably is the the next thing here. The ability Com- Grassy Surge. It's okay. It's an alright tapu. I
2: like this one. I've it always liked this telepathy. One. Yeah, hidden ability. Is that, those haven't been released though, right?
0: No, Ooh, I, I don't. don't know. I don't believe you can get the Tapu's hidden yet.
2: Yeah,
1: I just thought it was funny because it's like it has nothing about it that is grass. Well, I guess it's made of wood. Yeah, it's made of wood. You usually see like some leaves on a grass type. Usually, Good
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's all right to me. Grass Fairy. What a what a unique type. not i mean obviously other pokemon have grass fairy otherwise it would say in the trivia but i can't think of the other grass fairy pokemon
2: um whimsicott
0: oh yeah whimsicott all right well that is our last pokemon of the week for 2018 you would like to find us on twitter will is at washing the sink greg is at white wing i am at dragging a lake Follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. If you would like to leave us a review in iTunes slash Apple Podcast, you are more than welcome to. One of the goals for 2018 was to get to 1,000 reviews and we did. We're at like 1,040 or something like that. It's amazing. So thank you, everyone. I think Spotify is supposed to roll out reviews or something soon. So I guess maybe we'll that'll be our next goal is to get like a hundred reviews on Spotify. When I don't actually know when that happens, so um, it might not ever happen. I have no clue. I think Pandora is starting podcasting now.
2: Yep, they are supposed to start soon.
0: Uh, I submitted my podcast. They want me to sign some agreement. I gotta leave. I gotta read that legal paperwork because I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm sure it's like don't play copyrighted music in your podcast. I'm sure that's what it is, but...
1: Well, just make sure it isn't that they get ownership of your audience.
2: Correct. Or...
0: Correct. That's why I, it's not on Pandora yet. It will probably not be on <laughs> Pandora until I read that agreement, which will probably be after my wedding.
2: <laughs> yeah, they can wait, because we got a lot to do.
0: Yeah, so... Um,
2: this is going to be a very busy day today when this comes out.
0: Very busy day when this comes out, so... Yeah, Thank you for 2018. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for supporting the content I make. Thank you for being in the Slack community. Thank you for being on Twitch. Thank you for being on Twitter. I don't know. Wherever you guys support. I appreciate it all. Have a happy 2019. We will see you... What is the first actual podcast? I think it's the 6th? The 7th. We will see you January 7th. Be safe. Have a happy new year. And as always, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super Effective.
2: Super, welcome to 2019. Be safe. Don't drive and drink and text and just have a safe night, people. Yes.
0: A big shout out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Robert, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Katherine, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting. It's super effective. If you would also like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier, ISC.cash. Thank you all for listening.